Welcome to the Frontline Herbalism Podcast with your host Nicole Rose from the Solidarity Apothecary. This is your place for all things plants and liberation. Let's get started. All right, welcome back to the Frontline Herbalism Podcast. Um, This little series now is the kind of audio of an online workshop I gave exploring herbalism, incarceration and abolition. And I really encourage you to go back and listen to the first one in particular where I'm kind of introducing the series. Um, I'm not going to do that kind of all over again. You can see in the show notes, I've got like a description of two paragraphs of all about what the workshop's about. Um, But it's basically connecting herbalism, incarceration and abolition. Um, So... Yeah, just to introduce this section, part three. Um, So this is about practicing herbalism in prison based on my own experiences inside. But I've also included testimonies from people that have been in prison that have done herbal medicine work, um, who've yeah received the prisoner's herbal book and have been involved in that in some way. Um, so yeah, it's kind of a little bit, <laughs> a little bit more interesting for like herbal medicine folks. And again, like every section. you know these are huge kind of terrains of struggle and I could talk about herbalism in prison for like days on end you know and I've got hundreds of testimonies of different prisoners and stuff so yeah it's just you know a tiny tiny introduction to a massive subject um and again like the rest of the series just content warning there are obviously references to prison um and you know all the horrible things in prison like suicide and self-harm and stuff so yeah take care when listening um I also want to emphasize for anyone listening that I'm still posting the prisoners herbal books out to people in prison for free so I'll put the link to the request form in the show notes if you know someone who is incarcerated who would benefit from the book then please fill out the form and I'll get a copy to them in the post um I'm also really excited that the prisoners herbal has been translated into different languages around the world um, so hopefully we can expand this more to more than just um, people that speak English and Spanish. Okay, yeah, so this is part three. All right, now we're going to look at practicing herbalism in prison. Try, you know, finally get onto some plant stuff. Um, so I just want to be really clear that like, I don't believe the solution is kind of herbalism in prison like the solution is no more prisons like I really advocate for prisoners to learn herbalism to feel inspired and to receive a copy of the prisoner's herbal book but like I don't think planting gardens in prison is gonna make people's lives better right like what we need is like for this system to just be like destroyed and you know to have systems of care and community care and everything else that we're going to talk about in the abolition section but I just wanted to kind of name that because I think sometimes people can be inspired thinking about gardening projects like within prisons themselves and I think there are like beautiful examples of that but I just want to say that like yeah my I'm talking about this stuff not because I think that's the answer and that's what we should all be focusing on um okay so herbalism in prison like my experiences um So I got a job in like the prison gardens and I put gardens in kind of quote marks because they weren't really gardens. They're like each house block had like a little courtyard of like a little kind of concrete courtyard and there was like a triangle of grass in the middle and sometimes they had beds with border like with some kind of perennial cabbages and weeds and things in. Um, But generally it was just this kind of like little triangle of grass Um, and you know there was other gardens like there were roses in like the main kind of front facing garden of the prison where visitors and staff would walk through um 
and you know we there was also a mother and baby unit where we built like a herb garden and a vegetable patch and stuff so it's like there were there was some opportunities for learning about kind of horticulture and stuff but generally it was like this kind of rote like weeding quote unquote where I wouldn't really weed I would harvest herbs and I would leave roots growing in there sneakily without the garden officer looking at me doing it um because I wanted to come back to these amazing plants um so I mostly learned herbalism from older women on the kind of gardens team and also women from like traveler backgrounds who you know know loads about kind of hedgerow medicine and different weeds and things and plant law so I just want to say that they were really impactful in my journey um and yeah it was just constant experimentation right so like I would literally like have to smuggle weeds from my garden shift like in my bra to take them back to my cell you know we were searched at the end of every day or like every shift um and you know often when we got onto the wing we might be searched so it was always kind of like sneaky um and you know people kind of knew that I was like the plant person you know like my room was always full of plants in terms of like things I'd harvested and I'd be drying roots on the prison radiator and unfortunately my cell got spun quite a lot because I think they knew that I was probably like the only drug-free person in the prison because I'm like sort of straight edge so um yeah I think that was maybe why my cell got spun quite so much for their statistics but um yeah when I could I would have plants and roots and leaves drying on the prison radiators um I would sleep with dandelion root under my pillow so I talk in the prisoner's herbal book it's not just about making medicine it's really about connecting with plants and building that deep relationship with plants and having that sense of comfort like there's nothing better than well sorry it's like absolute wrong phrasing but like when something is happening you know you can hear some horrific violence like the other side of the cell door and you can't do anything about it knowing that you can grab that root and you can hold it you know and you can feel safe and protected because you've got that plant like that's the kind of herbal practice I meant in prison right Um, excuse me you know I also experimented with kind of canteen remedies so Helen this older woman who was like a lifer in prison um she used to have pepper tea like she was from Scotland and she's like oh have some pepper tea in a call and whenever we had a cold sorry I just offended everyone from Scotland with that terrible accent um but yeah like she'd put like um pepper that you know just like normal some pepper sachets but put pepper in hot water when we're in the gardens and it kind of kept her warm right it's like circulatory stimulant so yeah there was lots of kind of like creative uses of you know can I make salt water for a gargle for my sore throat for my toothache um you know, can I make salt water so that I can wash my wound in something a bit cleaner than this gross prison water? Um, and yeah, I also got some funding um, from this group called the Vegan Organic Network to do two um, herbal herbal medicine courses. Like, um, that it's like this project called the School of Natural Health Sciences. I kind of wouldn't recommend them really, but yeah, they were kind of great while I was in prison. And I also did like a certificate in horticulture um, and permaculture. And that was a 700 hour course and was just absolutely amazing like I didn't get much physical practice at that time but the theory and stuff and learning about plants and things was like really fantastic um you know the prison didn't enable that that was all like privately organized things um but yeah so I kind of brought together these experiences in this prisoner's herbal book um because yeah my best friend like I mentioned Sam was you know, experiencing cancer, having infections, 
struggling to take care of herself and I just felt so hopeless like not being able to get things into her like all medicines I'd been making on the outside so I really wanted to write something where prisoners could you know do as much as possible for themselves like on the inside um so I kind of wrote this book bringing together my experiences um it talks about medicine making in like a prison environment you know because you are very limited right like you're not going to be making like tinctures and infused oils and suppositories like you're just literally like you know what are 500 things you can do with like dandelion root tea right um so yeah it was all about being as creative as possible with things like you know like foot baths or teas or cold infusions or leaving things to infuse overnight so they were stronger um you know and I put together 10 profiles of like some of the herbs that I worked with in prison so includes dandelion plantain yarrow uh chickweed mallow nettle chamomile self-heal daisy and rose um and yeah there is this sort of much broader extensive section on canteen remedies so how you can medicinally work with things like fruits and vegetables and different spices like I wasn't able to access these spices but other prisoners in different prisons can um so I think I've tried you know I went through canteen lists that friends sent out from different prisons I looked up ones from the US and I tried to think right what is potentially available to people and how can they work with these items like in a medicinal way um and there's also a section about connecting with plant allies um because I want to say that like not every prisoner has access to any outdoor space with plants right like my friend Kev who's in solitary confinement they purposely don't let plants grow in those courtyards right like he doesn't even have you know like an open access view to anything there's just like a hole in the roof of this courtyard so he can only see the sky like for like 15 minutes a day um but you know he doesn't have garden beds for example he actually wrote a joke <laughs> a joke review of the prisoner's herbal being like we're being tortured enough in prison and then you torture me with this book and yeah I never published it obviously but it was very funny um and he was like yeah Nicole I read the whole thing like and appreciated it but so I talk about connecting with plant allies like in terms of more spiritually and emotionally connecting with a plant you know like whether that's drawing a plant or just studying it or you know working with it like magically somehow or in a religious way like just yeah different forms of practice that don't necessarily mean medicine making um <clears throat> and yeah and then there's a section on wound care um because many people don't go to officers for wound treatment because it can imply that they've been involved in some sort of incident so I wanted to just put some kind of basic first aid essentials in there um, and also, you know, some creative strategies for wound healing with different herbal teas and things. Okay, so I wanted to um, share a um, video, like testimonial from a prisoner. No, I find it so interesting, the, the plants and how, how they can help you if you're sick. You know, going out and looking for them, just something as little as that, just going out looking for them. And the, the joy I had, yeah, that's what I want to call it. It was just immense actually finding the chamomile, drying it out, using it, how it made me feel. And yeah, it's it's very transformative in my opinion. Okay, so a little bit about the Prisoner's Herbal distribution. So around 3,000 books have been distributed, um, mostly in the UK and the US, um, <clears throat> but also like some other countries. 
And we've kind of got it to prisoners by advertising about it in newspapers like that are targeted at prisoners and newsletters like via existing projects. Um, and friends and family also kind of request the book like via my website. So I'll respond to them directly and get a book in the post. Uh, and we also sort of donate copies in bulk to like existing prisoner book projects who, you know, are amazing, like super important infrastructure for getting books into people inside um, and yeah, there are two translated versions um, in kind of Spanish. So one is distributed in Spain um, and the other one has been distributed in Mexico, which I'll talk about in a second. And the Italian version is very nearly finished. The German version is very nearly finished and people are also working on a French version. So yeah, I'm incredibly excited about all of these um, translation projects. Um, yeah, so the version in Mexico, anyone who speaks Spanish is going <laughs> to laugh at me in my translation, um, La Herbalaria de los Presos. Super grateful to Heather who's been getting the book to people like in prisons across Mexico and yeah the book's been like super well received like even though it's kind of written in this like English context like people have really found it inspiring in terms of connecting to plants of their own lineages and they're working on like a second edition where they're going to have contributions from prisoners in Mexico and Chile um, with their own experiences and relationship to plant medicine. Um, so that's, yeah, really exciting as an offering. Um, okay, so again, if this was a participatory workshop and I was with you all right now, I was going to ask people, like, how might herbalism be liberating for prisoners? So just kind of pause me and then come back to it. So some of my thoughts about why herbalism is liberating for prisoners. Um, I think it's really about like sense of connection and relationship, you know, like the same as us, right? Like strength from the natural world and from aliveness, like it's really inspiring and, you know, joy creating. Um, you know, there is this practical element too, right? Of overcoming powerlessness and like building health autonomy. Like in the pandemic, my friend Sven, who's in prison, did this, um, you know, like they were obviously all like getting really sick and they read the prisoners herbal and then they kind of collectively combined their spices um and the people who were kind of like locked in and isolated because of covid they would like make them like strong infusions with like turmeric and stuff in in soy milk in their kettles because people heat things up and cook in their kettles in prison um and then leave them outside their door for the people who were sick and that just yeah it just warmed my heart so much to know that the book was being useful like that um and you know i've got hundreds of examples of things like that from people from prison who've written to us um so herbalism can really support us to be in this sort of safe and social state you know this parasympathetic nervous system state this rest and digest like like i've said like prison creates this unrelenting state of hypervigilance and hyperarousal which is ultimately a survival tactic, but I think herbalism can help you escape even for a second, you know, in terms of making you feel a bit safer and more connected. Um, it's obviously also like a passion for many of us and a great hobby. It's like a source of stimulation and learning. Um, and yeah, just this like spiritual support, you know, from this plant ally work, this kind of anti-colonial legacy of herbalism, you know, ancestral connections, you know, vast amounts of people in prison in the UK, for example, uh, inside because of importation of drugs, for example, um, you know, I had a partner inside who was from the Caribbean, from St. Lucia. And, you know, for her, like having access to different spices and things really took her back to her home, you know. So, 
yeah, like I think herbalism can be very sort of subversive in terms of helping us connect with our roots, right? Okay, uh, testimonials. Um, so I probably don't have time to read through all of these, but I'm going to encourage you to look on the website. I've got absolutely loads of testimonials from people in prison. Um, so yeah, I think because of time, I'm not going to read them, but you'll have a copy of the slides so you can pause this and look at them. This is one from someone called Stuart and I just love how at the end he writes like herbs keep me alive in prison and give me light and greenery. Um, or Russell, you know, like he writes about how it connected him to plants and weeds in a way that he never expected. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and then also people have left testimonials who are working with prisoners. So this project, the Insight Garden Programme, I've put a picture of them here. Um, they've written that, you know, it's like a really amazing resource for them in their prison in California, not their prison, but the, the prison where they work, where each week they sort of discuss a different plant from the book. Um, and yeah, like another person has used the prisoner's herbal as a kind of tool for their newsletter that's getting to people in prison. And yeah, like I said, I've got so many letters from prisoners that I haven't even typed up that are, you know, talking about the impact of the book. Okay, um, that's it for this section. Thanks so much for listening to the Frontline Herbalism podcast. You can find the transcript, the links, all the resources from the show at solidarityapothecary.org forward slash podcast.